cities being flooded, tornadoes ravishing the lands, massive hurricanes developing, volcanic eruptions destroying cities, and meteor showers pounding the upland metaverse. Can upland survive? That and much more on this week's episode of the Upland Properties Experts Podcast. Stay tuned. The Upland Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host who's stupid to win and thank me later. Bringing the strategy, news, and cool charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Experts, baby, UPX. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another episode of the Upland Property Experts, episode 177. I'm your host, Too Stupid to Win, and as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later. How are we doing this evening? I mean, <laughs> what was that? In- I was not ready. You didn't tell me there was some 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 intro. That mm, We're definitely <laughs> going to have to play it in a, a little bit later once more people join in. Oh, maybe when we when we actually talk about the topic. Oh my god, I just wasn't ready. And that, and like, it took me a good like two and a half seconds to be like, "Wait, is that his? He's narrating this. Like, get out of here, Edinburgh! Like, what is, what is happening right now?" Now. For what people don't see is usually when the intro is playing is you're looking at your phone or you're reading something else and not paying attention to what's going on. And you were doing that as usual. And all of a sudden you looked up with a very confused face. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I thought like I thought an ad was playing. I was like, why? Why is there an ad playing right now? I was legitimately confused. And then I was like, listen, I was like. This is his – he recorded this. He's playing this live. Like, what? Oh, man. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Welcome, Joshua. Normally a Spotify listener. Good to be here live. Appreciate it. Well, hopefully you caught that ridiculous intro live. That was <laughs> You got to have fun with it because people have been on tilt about it. We do have a lot to talk about today. <laughs> um, secondary market, the – MV Motor Car Sales, the natural disasters coming to Upland. Um, thank you. Thank you, Upland Puppet. Um, and then we can talk really quickly about the interview I did with General Mort. And we do have the um, ornaments in the nine seasons. Uh, what did they call that? That was the spring spring blossoms or blossom season has arrived. So it's um, Jackie Sal's showroom along with talking about the nine different seasons in Upland. so And also, Upland is on their Reddit asking people for their, for their thoughts and ideas for what would make city releases more entertaining and more fun. Very cool. Sounds like a jam-packed show. Oh, yeah, jam-packed show. Absolutely. Natural disasters are cool. Oh, people are... It, I don't know that Shaq, I don't think you could say that. <laughs> I, I think most people that have been in a natural disaster would not agree with that statement. Well, I mean, 
well, you you live more. You're you're not on the coast, but we always had tropical storm and hurricane parties. You know, once you got like category one, category two, you can ride those out, have parties, have a good time. It's when they get like three, four, they start getting severe. Two, two is kind of sketchy. So, <laughs> good to know. Good to know. For the record, if there's any kind of tornado, I'm hiding. Oh uh, no. Uh, not tor. I mean, I'm sorry. Hurricane, hurricane watches. Sorry, not tornadoes. After any, uh, yeah, no. Chad's, Chad's and Discord on any announcement are hysterical. People are crazy. Like going to Walmart. Yeah, me and Scooby have been talking about this on our podcast for well over a year. Well, welcome to how things work. <laughs> that uh, they hear something and then they implement it. They're like Ron, they're like the Ron Burgundy of game developers. Be careful what you say in front of them because they might just do it. Yes. Um, oh, we did get some great feedback from X1 though after the General Moore interview. He said he really appreciated our constructive criticism on the lost properties. Um, and I said even after we rubbed it in and said I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said, no, he said, we do it in a tactful way. We, we gripe our complaints. We offer them solutions and they are looking into it and they're watching stuff and hopefully improving the lost properties, um, sales through the Upland Bureau. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I appreciate that. GM. Yes, we'll get that soon, but all right, let's jump into it since we got a lot to cover. The market update for March 30th, 2023. Week over week, look pretty steady. Um, I'm working with just Justin on some new ways to look at this data, but right now, this is what we got for the week. What's the pineapple? Uh, dude, the pineapple's been in like the last four weeks. You've just really? now noticed the pineapple? Just now. I think I noticed it before. I just didn't say anything, but this time it's like very... Right. It very much was like, hi, I'm a pineapple. Yeah. Um, Justin's been hiding pineapples on our, well, not really hiding, but putting pineapples on the slide just to see if anybody noticed and made comments about it. So it took about four weeks. I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> um, week over week, the OPEX floor is pretty stable. E- even the U.S. dollar, nothing was really drastic over the past week. Steady is good. Steady is oh. good. Now, this is the, I got to do, got to get a title for this screen. But this is the difference from the price in UPEX and the price in U.S. dollars. These are the places where you'd like mm. to buy in U.S. dollars and sell in UPEX. Uh, as you can see, Rutherford has the biggest difference. Manhattan, Arlington, Santa Clara, Los Angeles. That's uh, That's a pretty big difference. Now, Rutherford, Manhattan, and Santa Clara are well over $20. Uh, Arlington, Los Angeles uh, are under $10. And then if you look at the bottom five cities, Detroit, that's a great place to, I don't buy burners. (laughs) (laughs) 
but there's only a 29% difference between their UPEX floor price and their US dollar floor price. So that's the place you want to buy the floor for 4250 and sell it for $3. Right. That, that way you get your best bang for your buck and you're not giving up 50, 65%. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty reasonable, honestly. Like that's a 70%, that's a 70% conversion if you can sell through them. Again, I just don't know how many of those floor properties sell. Like how many you how like how many three dollar USD sales were there in, in a week? Like because if it's like five, then like there's and there's like there's hundreds of three dollar properties in Detroit. Yeah. So like what percent of them actually sell through? Like if it's like one page of you know twenty a week, but each week there's like it just keeps growing. Like then you have to like look at the transaction volume and the backlog at that rate right. to really determine where the most optimal place to flip from UPEX to USD would be. Yeah, maybe we can get something together for next week's episode. Yeah, no worries. Looking at the 30-day change, um, UPEX floors, not much big difference. Arlington's still up 14%. I'm just concerned with how high Arlington's growing. There's still a lot of properties to mint in Arlington, but yet the secondary floor is now at 14,300 UPEX. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I, I don't get it, and, and nobody's said anything to me in Discord or in Upland's DMs, like, what's going on in Arlington that's driving this? Yeah, I, I sincerely have no idea. I, I haven't heard of any nodes developing there. I haven't heard of it, like, being a major treasure hunt location. Um, like, those would be things that I would expect to have... I, I have no idea. Very odd. But I guess good job, Arlington. Now their uh, U.S. dollars dropped from $7.75 to... collection. Yeah. Well, I mean... Yeah. Do you think that's enough to do it? That feels. It doesn't feel like that's enough to do it. Especially if there's fresh mint, right? There's new mint still available, yeah? Yeah, there's still new mint available. Subzany socks. What's the lowest mint available? Mm, we'll get. What do you mean by yeah. lowest mint? Like, what's the cheapest unminted property available for sale? Oh, um, I would have to go check that out. I can do it. U.S. dollar or UPEX? Unminted. Oh, um, duh. Sorry. Slow today. <laughs> been one of those one of those crazy weeks so we're looking at arlington arlington we're descending collection status unlocked uh nine thousand upex so it's way cheaper to mint in Arlington right now. Yeah, nine thousand. It goes to, uh, but there's only really one at nine. But then there's a bunch at ten thousand. Right, but still well lower than the fourteen thousand. 
Yeah, so that's really interesting to to see. Like, you could potentially go there. I mean, the fact that it is a collection, one point three five boost. I mean, it's not a bad one either. No. Um, interesting. Okay. Cool. Twelve week change. Arlington up 43% over 12 weeks. Dallas up 26% over four weeks. And Manhattan up 32% over four weeks. Biggest climbers in the UPEX floor. And then Rutherford, biggest dropper in the U.S. dollar, down 25%. And Santa Clara down 12%. And Bronx down 11%. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't surprise me on Rutherford because the the prop up on the, the UPEX is because of the Hunter's who are getting Apex, and so they can buy properties to make their map. And then when they either optimize or get more um, or different properties or want to downsize their map, they're very incentivized to sell for USD, and they've already kind of made their money back on it. Those are FSA properties. Oh, interesting. So maybe it's a little FSA farming going on down there? Yeah, so you're... Oh, California says it's a hunt city. So, yeah, your cheapest property right now is a 14,000 UPEX property, and then the next one is 58,588 UPEX. So, So California says that Arlington is a hunt city. So, okay. If it's a hunt city, that changes a lot, honestly. Like, if if there's a lot of hunters there, it would make sense. That, yep. that would try. And the six months change. Um, Santa Clara up 30%. Las Vegas up 53% over the last six months. Uh, on the U.S. dollar side, Manhattan's down 30%. Rutherford down 40%. San Francisco down 31%. Bronx down 23%. And Kansas City down 18.75. Those are big hits on the U.S. dollar side over time. But it tracks with what's going on in the real world. Yeah, I mean, that's what the market is. So, ooh, is what it is, fam. Lily Field, please message me. I would like to see if you would like to be a guest on the show and share your treasure hunting experience and skills because you are pretty skilled at the competitive style. So, would love to have you on the show. Just soliciting guests in the middle of the show. Absolutely, my show. <laughs> All right, Upland's uh, UPEX markup. So this is the lowest percentage floor across Upland right now. Um, Rutherford's still insane. Manhattan climbing. Everybody else is decent for their cheapest markup. Yeah, I mean, that's, again, what you would expect to see. Um, Honestly, it's kind of weird now that... Is this is this the highest markups? No, these are the lowest. That's the next slide. Oh, these are the lowest. Wait, no, no, no. Are they the highest lowest? They are the lowest marked up properties in the city for the UPEX price. So. I, I, <laughs> I know that. But are they the... So there's more cities than the ones that are listed here. Yes, that's correct. These are your top 10 cities right now. Top 10 based on what? Their UPEX floor. Okay. 
Because I'm curious, are any other cities at a higher like base multiplier? Because it seems weird now that I'm looking at it. Like, are all the other cities selling under mint? Um, I can tell you. Let's see. Because it is kind of odd and honestly like makes me go, well, San Francisco's, you know, a solid 200%, been 200% for a while. Manhattan is at 300%. I think like that's a reasonable Rutherford ignore Santa Clara, even though it's been like a really high rising uh, one only at uh, 157 and Arlington, again, one that we've seen continually grow from a floor perspective um, is only at 108, which means that the overall floor or like the overall markup um, is quite low, I would say. Yeah. Um, I guess that doesn't surprise me, but it kind of does. I thought we were at, I thought we would have more cities that would be at like closer to the 200% or at least like 150. Yeah. We can get that for you. Cause like Los Angeles they're Yeah. We can get that. Well, Los Angeles sells under mint, doesn't it? It, it does. Hold on. Uh, markup books. There we go. Um, Let's see here. Fresno's at 209%. New Orleans okay. is at, uh, San Francisco, 202. Staten Island, 229. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I feel like there's other cities that should be at like the 200% range. Yes. Like, because those to me are also interesting to see how those are trending. Because these that are under like 100% or, or right around 100%, there's not enough like movement for that to be like kind of interesting i think if we saw those go from like one 100 to 110 140 like we saw big changes like that like you might want to jump on a bandwagon especially in a sold out city um because that could be like a a charge like we saw in santa clara i don't think we'll ever see a bull run like uh rutherford but yeah um you know don't say never uh, but I, I did change yeah. it to reflect like the top 10 cities. So if you're looking that I want to get into a top 10 city of Upland, you could see that the cheapest markups are there. But definitely I can get it so we're looking at the top 10 markups. Top 10 highest, lowest markups, if that makes sense. <laughs> Made <laughs> I, sense to me. I, I got like, what, I got what you were saying. Yeah. And then you could do the lowest, lowest markups. And then here, here's the slide that you always love. The so here's floor the highest, highest market. Oh, this is highest floor. Yep, this is the floor, the floor Ugh. property with the highest markup. Disgusting, <laughs> disgusting. Like what you want to see is like San Francisco, like that balance of the lowest uh, markup overall at two hundred percent. And then the markup for the cheapest property, a.k.a. the floor, at around 300%, that is a good spread. I mean, that that's less than 100% difference between the cheapest property and the most expensive property. Like, to me, that's really good. And it's very easy to say at no point should you be paying more than 300% for a normal property in San Francisco. That's what that should tell you, too, is like, Outside of it being inside of a node or a collection or some other special functionality, you now have a very tight window to say this is what a non 
marked interesting property is worth about 200 to 289%. Um, where some of these other swings are ridiculous. Like, yeah. Garbage. Rutherford, like we always said, Manhattan was insane, but Rutherford is now taking taking that title. Ugh. It's, <clears throat> I mean, it is what it is. It's just a different city setup. I mean, if that's if that's what you're doing, because here's the thing, I'm not a hunter, and so if you're a hunter and you can profit from it, then get it. Like, I mean, who cares what it costs? Bottom five cities, Detroit, Rio, Chicago, Fresno, Sao Paulo. Um, Chicago, Fresno are off the $3 floor price. Other than that, U.S. dollars, <laughs> it's about the same. Uh, Upex floor price, not some real to talk about there. Yeah, but that's a good – so what's important here, though, is, like, if these have a high – because, you know, so Fresno's at a 2X, and, and, I mean, that's what the other slide showed, right, the percentage difference – but these ones that are at like just over $3 means that they don't have a backlog of $3 properties, which means that you could realistically buy Chicago for whatever the floor upex is and sell for $3 fairly easily because there's not a huge backlog and Chicago does have a pretty high sell through. Yeah, Chicago so. does move some properties there. And then let's hear going back six months. That's a good sign that. Yeah. What's a good sign? <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by something. Uh, that's a good sign that Detroit's up over 20%. Rio's up over 18% over the last six months. So. Chicago is not going to stay there. I don't think it will. No. I think Chicago's a tier one city. Um, ORD is a is the third busiest airport in the, in the country. So, I mean, I think it's pretty undervalued. So here's the, (laughs) look, look at that uh, cheapest U S dollar markup percentage. If you missed it um, last Saturday, self and thank me later got on and I went around buying up some, properties for us dollars to help complete some collections and there were a lot of deals out there i wish i had more us dollars available to uh to buy properties yeah you have to bet on tier one cities in the long run agreed well i would say you have to bet on cities with strong communities and i think chicago has a bunch hmm Sold out. Nobody moved up there on that grouping. And Sao Paulo moved up 1%. Yeah, Sao Paulo. I do like saying it. (laughs) Sao Paulo. Up into properties, 370,510. Biggest movers. Very little minting across. That's weird. There wasn't really anything this week, was there? Like No. The MB motor sale, but... No, that wouldn't have been enough. No. Not unless you were from Brazil. Now, Los Angeles did sell 2,000 properties again for 1.3%. Get it. But I think once again, oh, no, Kansas City only sold 94 properties for 0.24%. So. (laughs) What up, cheese? Yeah, you got to check out Chicago. There's a lot of good nodes in Chicago. Yes, there are. Shout out Portage Park. 
and shout out uh, Chocolate Chocolate City. So here's the transactions for the cities that are still have properties available to mint, and this is looking at the just overall transactions of mint swaps and accepted offers. And then the second side is just looking at people that say, oh, I like that price for the property. I'm going to buy that. Yeah. So here we see, you know, Chicago, Rio in the, you know, four digit secondary sales, you know, over a thousand. What was the other super, super cheap place? Detroit. Yes. And they're just killing it. They're leading it. So, I mean, that tells me that that tells me what I need to know. Detroit is where you flip it, I guess, because I mean, it doesn't it tracks because those are definitely the burners. Um, the secondary sales like showcase, I mean, the highest by significant margin. So there's a lot. Is there any way that he can break that down into USD versus UPX sales numbers? Yeah. Because I would be very interested from a floor perspective, because if you're going to sell at the floor, and again, if, if Detroit is selling a bunch of burners, which is awesome, but if 2,500 of those are burner UPEX buys and only a couple hundred are, you know, USD, where, you know, maybe Rio has 600 USD sales. But right? I mean, Detroit had over 6,600 transactions for the week from minting swaps and accepted offers. That's just not breaking it down to somebody just saying, I like that property. No, no, no. But there's no doubt that Detroit gets used for burners, right? Oh, absolutely. So that's somebody buying it for UPEX. That's somebody putting it up for sale for a large amount of UPEX. That's people doing the swap backs on them. Like all of that, none of that touches the USD sale. So I'm saying is if 95% of Detroit's ecosystem is around burners and swaps, which is great, if you're trying to flip for USD, there might be better markets for you uh, because if the majority of the activity, again, are focused on UPEX for burners and swaps, then it might take you longer to move it, especially given the uh, extensive backlog of $3 properties in Detroit. Oh, yeah. And then here's for the cities that are already minted out. As you can see, there's a big drop-off from the cities that are well-established. That's due to elevated rates, just supply and demand that it's sold out. And everything sells for a marked-up price versus the minted cities that you can still catch your deals on. Yeah. I mean, look at uh, San Fran. Definitely had some, some probably some buyouts or bigger movers there. I mean, that's a significant increase. So that's that's somebody liquidating almost certainly. No one's safe. Correct. All right, cool. All right. Oh, my gosh. That's, a, that's an intense screen. I love it. I, I guess you want this right now. Cities being flooded. Tornadoes ravishing the lands. Massive hurricanes developing. Volcanic eruptions destroying cities and meteor showers pounding the Upland Metaverse. Can Upland survive? That and much more on this week's episode of the Upland Properties Experts Podcast. Stay tuned. My God. (laughs) You you are the worst David Edinburgh ever. Do not quit your day job. 
I would... That was a new program that I was using, so I really wasn't sure how to set up the whole audio aspect to make it match how the podcast, so it sounded more like I was in a box than anything else, but I put it together within my 30 minutes that I have to put my stuff together for the show, so I'm happy with it. No, it was, it, in all honesty, that was super cool. Uh, great, uh, great intro, really funny. Um <laughs> But yeah, considering they dropped the news on us this afternoon and yeah, no, that's, I was not expecting you to have anything like that. Well, first of all, you never had anything like that. So then, uh, to add it to this, um, yeah. And I'm glad I make you laugh and and cringe each time. So that, that also gives me some satisfaction too. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're enjoying this, uh, show, make sure you are liking and subscribing and sharing with your friends and telling about us to join us each and every Thursday night. Facts. Facts. Um, so natural disasters are coming to What did you vote for? What did you vote for? And why and why was it aliens? And if it wasn't aliens, what's wrong with you? I I went for aliens. It's gotta be the aliens because gotta be the aliens. Yeah. I mean still waiting on my St. Patrick's Day stream giveaway. Droughts are pretty boring. Landslides, sinkholes. Sinkholes will be cool. I should have got a sinkhole video. My policies will exclude zombies and aliens. No. And zombies and aliens can go anywhere because it says some natural disasters will only be applicable to certain locales depending on real world geographic locations. Hmm. So wait, let's make it tornadoes. Was there tornadoes? Yes. All right, good. Because Cali doesn't get tornadoes. No, they don't. I'm not trying to have my properties destroyed by no tornadoes. But they get earthquakes, tsunamis, landslides, avalanches, sinkholes, floods, wildfires, thunderstorms, blizzards. So they get they get a lot of fun stuff. I voted wildfires. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Just let it's it like, burn. Burn to the ground. Come on. You woke up and chose violence this morning. <laughs> the devil says aliens. I like aliens. I'm with you, Cheese. Where's the Sharknado? Dude. Right? Like, let's get it. Sharknado has my work involved in it. Sharknado 4, actually. What? Yeah, Sharknado 4. First of all, that should have never existed. <laughs> no, not at all. Those are horrible movies. That explains why your work got into it because literally everyone else is like, we're not putting our name on anywhere close <laughs> to that. And you're like, I'll do it. I, I don't think that they were authorized. They just kind of used a clippage of it, so captured it. So, mm. yeah, I don't know. Now, chat was great people watching today. <laughs> oh. Yeah, apparently they made four. I think they made yeah. more than four. Like, I don't know. How many I, Sharknados did they make? I don't know. Alexa, how many Sharknados did they make? She does. Oh. There's no exact word on why the network is calling it quits after Sharknado 6. Six. And I guess it's because they've already been other Sharknado movies and they're surprisingly just now running out of ideas. <laughs> Did you hear that? They're running. Look, we started talking about Sharknadoes, and viewers just started to drop. They're like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> it, it's that care. bad that it made us lose people. 
Oh, well, that's their loss. My Alexa went off. <laughs> yes, I forgot. <laughs> I love when people are always listening and then their Alexas go off. That's that is hilarious. Oh, well, Drifter thinks that six is not enough for Sharknado. Well, so, Drifter needs to have his mentality verified by a professional. Oh, come on. I like Drifter. I mean, I love Drifter, but bro, six Sharknados is... Honest to God, six too many at, at that point already. Like, there didn't need to be one yeah. ever. Now, be, besides people losing their mind in general chat about the whole natural disasters coming, think of the impact of some of these uh, communities that have put millions of spark hours involved and invested millions of upex in, in it, you know? What kind of damage are they really going to do? Because some of these natural disasters level things. Some of this stuff ruins stuff. But yet, in the end, does it really matter because our buildings aren't functional yet? <laughs> I like that argument. You're like, really? Guys, let's be honest. They don't do anything. So if they get destroyed, what are you really losing? Ooh, is that your argument? But what if what if there was a flood and it damaged your S one, and it had water damage? This podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are, are they doing it as an upex sink? I mean. It wouldn't be like it wouldn't be a bad up egg sink. Like you could, in theory, you could do it to where, like, say it was a limited time event, no actual destruction or anything, but it, it like you had to visit the area to help with it. So imagine it was just a fire, and the way that you put out the fire was just visiting it. It didn't do any damage, and in fact, it was a benefit to you because it would cause people to go and give you aid. And then there would be a leadership board where you would say who, who you know, brought the most buckets of water. And if it was an alien attack, then aliens would be occupying a building. And then you'd send that there and you'd blow up some aliens and then there'd be a scoreboard, right? So you could do it to where natural disasters weren't damaging and that they just created in-game events that allowed players to interact with buildings in a different way. Um, and that could also be an UPEX sync as well. So like when you send it there, maybe there's an option to buy different amounts of buckets of water to put out the fire or that you, you know, use certain ammo. And then based on that, you get points uh, to go into uh, a scoreboard. I'm getting close to executives, so I'm not eating up X. Bye-bye structures by NFT architect. <laughs> more, more cheese always on the business side. Structural ornaments for window boards and hurricanes, etc. JT, Mother Nature getting utility before buildings. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy Jester, tinfoil hat time, what ifs. So, I mean, like, for everything that we want in UpEx and everything that's been I mean, everything we want in Upland and everything that's been promised to us in Upland about all these features, we're going to roll natural disasters out to mess things up? Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, I think it was probably inspired by maybe one of their server farms catching fire or something during a city release. Probably the Chicago release. 
Um, and so they were like, you know what? This really resonates with our team because it caught fire. So let's do this. I don't know. So it, is this good or bad for Upland? It's the best. It's the best. And you know what? Once again, nobody's paying attention. Do you remember what happened last year at this time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were, mm-hmm. we were talking about changing mascots. We were talking about getting rid of Miles. Hey, everybody. Uh, if this isn't Upland's April Fool's joke, I don't know. No, 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 no. Their April Fool's joke is a 32 million UPEX property in Detroit. That's their April Fool's joke. <laughs> Who's buying that crap? <laughs> <sighs> but no, this is... This is 100% April Fool's, exactly what they did last year. Same timing, same mechanics, new gimmick. Hilarious. I I do find it interesting that these events seem to be more well thought out and intriguing than pretty much anything else they do all year and uh, legitimately get the most excitement out of the community, like community engagement. And it's really funny to watch how many people like, Threatened to rage quit. <coughs> Dizzy. Um, <laughs> and then, I mean, two, then two go, years in a row, our chat's blown up with like, have you seen this? I can't believe dude. this. Da, 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 da. Like last year with Miles, he was like, his love dude, of llamas, was, he was unhinged. <laughs> dude, I was with him last year, though. I was, I was you like. You were somewhat I'm, with him this year. I was, I was, I started out until you said it. And then I was like, oh, duh. Um, but like, I was like, I was trying to process it. I was, I was losing my mind. I did lose my mind and it was like, the game's over. If if the second that you destroy somebody's property that they created, like you're done, you don't exist as a company. No one's putting in money with the risk of it being destroyed arbitrarily, not a chance. Um, so yeah, when you're like April, I was like, Oh, of course. And if um, don't you can blow <laughs> not utility out, don't mess with Miles. That's right. That's right, Dizzy. Um, you tell him. And uh, wait, oh, now, what, no, what I did yeah. find funny in our chat today, oh. though, was I was like, "April Fool's is Saturday." You're like, "Oh, duh, damn," you know. But then Dizzy was still raging, like it. He, it just missed him. I, <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I had to send that gif and show him that, hey, it's April Fool's. And, and then he's like, oh, they got yeah. me. And for those of you who are like, it's not April yet. It's not like the, the voting ends, I believe, at midnight UTC on April Fool's. Or like it, it ends on April Fool's. That's the, that's the joke. Miles dressed in Rambo gear blowing up your factor or blowing up your house. that's true our group chat has green bubbles because too stupid has an android phone and it's the word and if you want to know why i have an android phone message me in discord and i'll send you a highly offensive comedian talking about why he has an android phone android phone and i am fully supportive of it and that's how i align no he's just no anyway moving on (laughs) What if the joke is they actually implement it? Yeah. 
Yeah, Miles getting caught up in a tornado like that cow and twister. <laughs> Dude, you know what? You that would be an amazing promo for this. Yeah, <laughs> that would be the best joke ever. Like, psych, we actually are implementing this. Ah, oh, oh, the double reverse. The double reverse. Man, usually I have to have a couple tequilas before I try that. I don't even want to know what your double reverse is. Moving on. <laughs> MB Moving. Motors. Anyways. Now. Wait, I don't understand. Why is this in English? Shouldn't this be in, like, Portuguese? What do they speak in Brazil? Portuguese. Portuguese, yeah. Shouldn't this be in Portuguese? Because... That's all the supply to, right? I mean, I, I really need to know what's going on there. Because at first it was, it's just suspect now. It feels very weird. I mean, and people, and then they're not even in Brazil or the United States, but somebody overseas had... Mm, they were able to purchase three cars, three vehicles. Yeah. I mean, I'm not hating on them. Like, let's no, be very clear. Not at all. Like, like I want to be very clear to our audience. There's no hate if you if you were able to purchase multiple, if you were one of the ones that gets really lucky on these things. Like, there's no hate at you. You do you. Good on you. The, the question is, like, why are we continually doing these sales in a way that doesn't maximize the ability to actually have different people get these cars. Like why is there still people getting two and three in a sale when there are people that haven't gotten one ever Ever. in any sale? Like there has to be a way to track that kind of stuff. Even if it's just in a single thing of like lock them out, like once they've claimed it, just lock them out of the other ones. So if they get three, then as soon as you buy one, you go to the back of the queue in every single one. That's all you would have to do. Then you're not limiting them. They can queue up for them all, and then they can pick which one. If they get good queues on multiple, they can pick which one, and then they just go to the back of the line on all of the other ones. That is a very simple process to implement. That would be a very should be a very minimal technical change, I would think, because you can just update the timer on the – well, I mean, you'd have to do it on the, on the server side as well, but client side. I mean, that was a nice experience or, or experiment. So thanks, Dizzy, for doing that. He spread out his registrations about one every hour for a dozen hours in hopes it might mix it up, but it was about the same. Yeah. And, and it's, fr- I know people that haven't got a car are frustrated with, you know, they see the post on Reddit or Facebook or in Discord that people have multiple cars and they, they've been able to purchase it multiple times. And it seems like there's a select group that's always dealing. I don't know if it's because they've developed a reputation that they're the ones that can facilitate deals to buyers for people that don't have the UPEX or what, what the case may be. But it's kind of interesting that the same people are always coming through with, hey, I have this, this, this and this available. Yeah, and I do think there is a bit of that because I mean, I definitely have my regulars that come to me, um, but it was it's it's quite shocking. Like they get, they just seem to get a tremendous amount of the available. And again, maybe it's just they're a very large network, but I mean, again, no hate on them. I love you. Keep bringing me the deals. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take them. I ain't mad. I ain't I ain't turned away no deals. But 
uh, I do see, you know, the the impact it has on the rest of the community. And so, yeah. I don't need a car. I mean, I can navigate just fine for now. Yeah, for now. For now. All right, moving on. Blossom season has arrived. This is cool. I I really like the idea, and I was I've been racking my brain on how they were going to do these ornaments and stuff like that. I like them breaking it into seasons, like they're doing. I I assume that's going to be how they break up the ornaments to then say ornaments are available during certain seasons. Yeah. So with Jackie side being the first to manufacture the structure ornaments. Um, Although I heard there was a misprint on that. On what part of it? On the Jackie side, there was something wrong with one of them. Yeah, they over they oversold the initial um, the initial supply, or there was a technical error with the max supply on the on the first um, first sale. Gotcha. Uh, but you have Carnival from January thirtieth through February twenty eighth, World's Fair, which you haven't heard much of. It, March 1st through the 30th, Blossoms, April 3rd through May 2nd, Genesis, gotta love Genesis, May 15th through June 13th. They couldn't they couldn't extend it through June 17th to include the anniversary of our podcast? Come on now. Dude, whatever, we get our own season. Yeah, we get what? our own season. From June 13th to June 22nd is the Upland Property Expert podcast season. What is it really? Nothing. The dates are open. What? Yeah. From June 13th to June 22nd, there's nothing going on. So then you got Festival, then you got Sunburnt, you have Harvest, Haunted, and Wonderland. Uh, you do have some gaps, you know, July 21st. There's gaps in all these seasons. It's not like one ends and another, another one starts. You, you do have gaps. But I'm claiming, yeah. I'm claiming the gap between Genesis and Festival as the Upland Property Experts podcast season. I like it. It was splitter and closer mints that were off. Oh, interesting. That's very weird. It would make sense if they messed up the mint total and then they only minted like 500 or whatever. Then your splitter would be incorrect and your closer would would not be there if they That's interesting. And that's interesting if they mint it with that distinction on it. Because in theory, if you just closed out the contract, and then you're, anyway. Yeah. So, right now, if you go over to Reddit, and the link is. It was very small amount. I didn't even, there's only four. That's crazy. Uh, Upland currently is soliciting ideas on their Reddit page and the link is in the comment or in the description below. So description of the show will have the link to go provide your ideas and they're going to pick some winners. You get 10,000 UPEX if your idea is selected. Basically, they believe that city releases have become pretty stale and they're looking for ideas to make them fun again. And a lot of them were a lot of ideas that have been suggested so far, people just complaining. And then other people 
are leveraging for whatever level they are in Upland. If they're a pro, if if they're an executive, if they're a chief, everybody's leveraging for an advantage for the the tier that they're in. Um, but there has been some good ideas. Yeah, I mean they're not all brain mush. Some of them formed a cohesive thought, <laughs> uh, and some of them have reinforced things that have been said multiple times about what people would like to see what are what would make a you haven't joined a city release in a long time now what would it take to get thank me later to go to a city release again i don't think you could really what if you could earn a badge i'd be there okay like actually like actually that's true like if you got a bet that would be freaking sweet so, like, if you minted at least, like, bought three properties or, like, held three properties at the end of the first week of a city, and then you get, like, a badge for that city, I would have to. I wouldn't have a choice. I would have to buy three properties. I would have to, whatever the minimum thing is to get the badge. Oh, damn it. I don't want them to listen to this because, actually, then what you do is then you make <laughs> tiered, you make tiered badges. Right, so like you get three, and then you get the badge level one, and but if you get ten, you get the badge level two, up to badge level three, where it's like twenty properties. So if you get twenty properties, you get the badge three, and then like boom for each city that that releases. I'd have to buy twenty in every city because I'd have to get the tier three badge or whatever the stupid like threshold was. What so that's 50? fair. I mean, I'd have to buy fifty. I mean, I probably wouldn't at that point. It would have to be like a city I really wanted. But like I would one hundred percent get the minimum. I would just like I did for FIFA, right? Like, thank you again for that. By the way, <laughs> I definitely would have missed that. Um, so whatever the minimum to get like a badge would be, one hundred percent I would do that. And then depending on the city, I would decide how much further I would go. But dang. Hey. And I know how much you like badges. So this week I got the opportunity to interview General Mort with the new player experience. Um, And I do have a link to that video in the description also. So if you want to go check that out, you can click the link there. But I did bring it up. I said, hey, you know, you've developed this new player experience. You go through the tutorial. Once you complete it, do you get a badge? And no, no, not yet. But they're thinking about it. But they, they better talk- not. And if they do, they better give everybody a chance to go through that thing. You can go back. through it. You can go through right. it right now. Um, but he did bring up missions, and we'll talk about missions in a bit. So that was pretty interesting. And I think you'll be excited about that. But back to the city releases. Uh, some people came up with ideas about block explorers. Um Having the block explorers have different characteristics. Some move faster. Some have a larger buy radius. Some have longer tails. You know, ju- just providing skills based off of rarities of block explorers. And I know you're a big block explorer collector. So, what are your thoughts on that? Mm, so, I like the idea of block explorer modifications greatly. I really think like that is. It going to be a huge play in the future, both hopefully in layer one as well as in layer two. Um, so things like increasing passive speed, 
um, things like increasing discovery radius um, or extending tail, um, allowing your tail to be at two places at once or something, like special things. I like that idea, but it would have to be in a way that's like you can train it so you could go and like train your block explorer to do it. I don't think you can do it based off of rarity or anything like that. It's so unstandardized and all over the place um, that you really wouldn't want to do that. And it would make it near impossible to go retroactively, which means all the existing block explorers we have would not ever be able to have that functionality unless it was something that was like trained, like they were, they, they've been talking about with the drivers so that, it has everybody starts at zero on all their stats and then over time can build stats up. Might be a great thing to include with treasure hunting as well. Like the more you treasure hunt with a block explorer, the more experience it gets, something like that. Um, again, an RPG element to your individual block explorer would really increase the value proposition of them significantly. Oh, yeah. I, I, I agree there. Um, one of the other things people talked about and suggested was just having some one person equated it to Willy Wonka and the golden ticket, you know, have some golden tickets hidden throughout the city. Um, you know, maybe hide some cars or block explorers or this and that. I I think cars are going a little extreme, but you know, have some random treasures appear as you mint the property randomly. I mean, isn't isn't a vanilla release already that? Aren't you just doing that hoping for the ultra rare? I mean, to me, that, that already exists. I don't think there's any need to incentivize more buying necessarily um, through things like that. Badges do not dilute the economy in any way. Badges are strictly gamification that would entice players like me who like those things and who are motivated by gamification because spoiler, we're gamers. That's what we like um, without, you know, giving away a bunch of every block explorer you give away, every, everything you give away is diluting the economy a little bit. Uh, right. I just don't. So I don't think you need to do that. I think if anything, again, mechanics like one mint per minute, like, Slowing it down. What one permit one minute per minute? I think is kind of long. Um, Ten seconds, I think, is too quick because you still have a lot of the same players that are able to come in and come out with multiple properties. While you have people that strike out and other people that have nothing, and Look, other people I, that get I, like one or two. I get it. Look, I I appreciate that you're used to finishing in under a minute. I'm just saying a little bit longer never hurt anybody. I, I'm just saying, I, especially, I'm surprised that you're going, I'm not even taking the bait, so I'm moving on from that. So uh, <laughs> I'm not taking the bait. Uh, but especially if somebody like you being a, a gamer, I, I would think you would want something a little less because I know you get frustrated when you have cool down periods or you're waiting for stuff to build because, because usually you go engage in something else because you have the attention of a, a seven or eight year old kid. But you're like my son. Sometimes you're just like, bam, 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 squirrel. Now, no, I, I am. And again, one minute to me is, is pretty reasonable. Like two, two minutes plus, um, like cooldowns on like store purchase and stuff is too long. And here's the thing. Here's the difference of like a store purchase cooldown. That's very boring. I'm just waiting for that. With property, 
So I think the reason that a minute cooldown or something that's a, a significantly longer than what it is now is interesting is because that gives you time to maybe scout the secondary location. And with having a minute cooldown, you're going to be a lot more strategic. Where right now, like I buy hop, right? Like I'll buy hop, buy hop if I'm trying to go somewhere. But if I know that I have a minute cooldown, that creates a whole different gamification of like, well, who's going to buy? Because whoever buys is essentially sacrificing their ability to buy in the next couple jumps potentially, right? Depending on how long it takes somebody else. So you have this completely different dynamic of minting and how people approach it. Because honestly, people don't need to be minting 100 properties in the first 30 seconds of a city release. They absolutely don't. Like, nobody needs to be doing that. Everybody, like, it. the good stuff goes way too quick. It, people don't get anything that they want, and it's really frustrating. If you have a much slower cooldown, it makes people think a lot more and inherently builds in more time to enjoy the release. Um, so, yeah. One of the interesting things, too, is a lot of people were suggesting advantages for new players or FSA players, and a, a lot of them just are still new, don't understand it, and and it, it shouldn't just be an advantage to, you know, based off of your status in the game, you know? Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Anytime that that stuff gets suggested, it's just nonsense. Like, you're not going to, first of all, like, you're not alienating your the populace of whales and like players that have been around for years um, to favor new players. Plus, you're just chumming the water for multi-accounters. Like, no, all of that's a hard no. And some of the suggestions have been around uh, making landmarks, you know, a couple landmarks mintable and being discovered. I think. That is, you know what the big, big items are in a city. So, and even, even then those properties are usually pretty significant. So you allow another group of people to be able to mint it ahead of time, but I don't see the benefits there. The landmarks are the landmarks. They're going to auction them off. Yeah. Any any thoughts on should they make some landmarks available in a new city release to be minted and you have to discover it in vanilla mode with a potential for it or? Yeah, maybe. Sorry, I got distracted. Of course. Um, one of the ones that I did like is having a randomized new collections, you know, we have a lot of groups out there that do the research ahead of time and they've been nailing the collections pretty well. Um, but, you know, just randomize it in, in the cities that, Hey, this city, they're going to just random stuff. Um, you know, churches or theaters or, or schools because those things or banks, those things very rarely change um, or hospitals, those or plazas or parks, you know, those things very rarely change. And, you know, maybe a random one of those thrown into the collections would throw people off. Wait, why aren't there seasonal collections? That too. Why, like, imagine if every, like, three months 
They just like randomly made just a temporary collection. We know that they can do it. They've done it for contests before. What if it was just like random temporary collections? They pick a street, they pick a neighborhood, they pick a whatever and give it a temporary multiplier. And like how fun would that be to drive sales and to things? And again, like it's only temporary. Like it's not permanent. It's going to go away. Right. And then they give people like they can trace chase the dragon, right? And then you could have seasonal badges of like how many of the seasonal collections did you get? So you could have again if you had two collections, like one standard and one rare in each city, and then at the end of the season, then if you held like however many collections, then you'd get like a reward or something. How fun would that be? Oh, absolutely. It's freaking genius. Upland, just hire me. Just hire me so I can do your gamification. Like, honest to God, I could have your gamification. People would just be like the the drooling dogs whenever they open up the Upland app. Like, that's how addicted we could get them. And then, you know, a lot of other people, we've always talked about multiple cities at the same time. Um, going ahead, releasing them and making sure they are the same quality. So you don't want like, you know, a tier one and a tier three released at the same time. A lot of people are flocking tier one, but you know, are they though? It depends, but you could at least comparable cities, release them at the same time. We've said that for years. I've always think that will be fun. Make the players choose there. Um, yeah, the fire drills are cool. <laughs> Uh, and then one of the other things is, okay, you're, you're selling these cities out in an hour. So, you know, there's the demand for the new city. So they're not fun, but you're selling out. So expand it a little more. We've launched all these new cities, but we haven't seen the expansions of these new cities. The only one we speculated that would be a long time before we saw a second one on was Vegas and we were like yeah they should probably do that every Genesis week and that will be fun you know having them everybody together minting properties on a new section release that's fun um they've expanded a couple of cities but not as many as you would think I mean they're not moving their property I mean we saw we saw the numbers this week I mean true they they don't have the property sales to justify opening more there's absolutely no reason to open any more cities and like it's been quiet, eh? Yeah. What was the last? What was the last city release? Sao Paulo. Oh, no! I guess that wasn't that long. No, it, it wasn't. What was the last U.S. city release, though? Mm, Dallas, Arlington. Mm. And that was that was six months ago, almost. Yeah, October, November, December, January, February, March. Yeah, five, six months ago. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of fun things that Upland can do. Um, also, if you haven't bought it yet, you definitely want to buy an OG Anvil or a Test Tube because they're going to have big impacts in the level two that Upex World is doing. Facts. Not financial advice, but if you don't have one. Also, somebody, whoever mentioned that if there was a, a giveaway for St. Patty's Day, um, I don't know who it was or what they got missed. I 
I know I gave everybody, everybody did reach out to me with their in-game name, so thank you for doing that, and I got them their OG anvils. I don't know if you're missing somebody on your test tubes. Uh, I don't have any open offers. Okay. I, I check that pretty regularly. Okay. Try to. But, yeah, if you don't have one already or multiple, you're definitely going to want to get them. They are going to have layer two utility. Oh, it's 5,000 UPEX from who? Who Who gave... Who, who gave Reels 5,000 UPEX <laughs> Patty's Day? It wasn't. Wait. We did stream around St. Patty's Day. The day before. Yep. Hmm. I'll figure it out. I'll go back and watch. All right. I need an anvil. I have two test tubes. Yeah, lots of people have test tubes. Anvils are rare because he is... Uh, Huh. Well, that may be a trade. There you go. Maybe a trade. I, I can do test tubes for anvils. All right, there you go. You heard it. Test tubes for anvils. Trade them in. Yeah. Now, probably just probably even just do the same mint. Keep it easy. Just yeah. trade it for the same mint. Depending. Well, whatever. Depending. Yeah. If I, don't I have them it. available, I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. And what everybody Good wants day. to know about is chokes for mm. charity. Mm. I should have uh, everything set up next week. So we'll have a GoFundMe okay. page set up. I uh, will do some t-shirts that you can buy on our YouTube page. Um, now I'm doing print on demand. So the profits aren't the best, but that will definitely go to the overall contributions. Been talking with uh, KO Ninja, the choke out champion that will be putting thank me later down once we raise $25,000 <laughs> and you we got to get to 50 for me mm-hmm. 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 I don't like I don't like put down like I'm not I'm not a Doberman retriever at the end of his days now, like, now for, from a safety standpoint you know, of course, Upland won't let us do this at any of their events because you're choking people out. I get that. So it will probably have to be somewhere else. And we should definitely be like sitting on a couch or a chair or something like that. So because you don't really want to be standing up and then just lose consciousness. And yeah. Yeah. No, you don't. Do you see this? What is that? Chokes for charity. I I saw two people chokes for charity. I, I didn't see the rest of it. Oh yeah, yeah. No. Uh, check your texts when you get a chance. <laughs> oh geez, but yeah, I should have everything set up there. We'll have some shirts. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I should have stuff set up for there. Um, talking with KO Ninja, we're looking at St. Jude's Hospital, and I'm trying to... Uh, to where to go to send me after I die? No, you're too old for St. Jude's. <laughs> um, but we're, we're looking at St. Jude's Children's Hospital and a veterans organization. We'll split it 50-50 down the middle. Um, and then it'd be awesome if a bunch of us have some Chokes for Charity t-shirts in Vegas to wear, so... We should have that all set up sometime next week. Yeah. We got to make sure. Are, we, are you going to, well, we'll, do you have the design on that yet? Working on that. 
if you want to help me out on that, that'd be cool too. Um, about six to ten seconds, depending on how well they get the hold in. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay awake for a minute. I'm be like I'm gonna fight it. <laughs> you, you can fight it all you want. Is it St. Jude's or tap cancer out? Mm. Oh, ooh, um, it, it might be. I did not talk to SC Kicker, but I was talking to KO Ninja, and he said they do a lot of stuff with St. Jude. So uh, I'm good either way. You know, uh, I, I kind of like tap out cancer. Yeah. That's better than chokes for charity. Oh, well, uh, the, the event's called Chokes for Charity. So. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Is Tap Cancer ta- Out? Tap a Cancer Out charity? is a charity. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm curious what it feels. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the quote of the night. Yes. Uh, well, I thought we were going to name the episode something to do with natural disasters, but now I feel like naming it anything other than I'm curious what it feels like to be choked out by a ninja would just be a disservice to our audience. <laughs> Let a puppet coke you felt fingers don't hurt. I, I don't know if I no. want to be. Okay, but I still don't want to be coked by a puppet. <laughs> yeah, I feel like getting I feel like getting choked out by a puppet is significantly worse. Oh yeah. Choknado. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we should have everything set up. It's gonna go to good causes. Um Vegas is about to be insanity. Yes. <laughs> Vegas will be insanity. Um it should be a fun time trying to, it still looks like uh, I'd get in on Wednesday. So I'm trying to figure something out for us to do Wednesday as a podcast talking with X one. We will be streaming our show Thursday from Vegas. We'll go to the upland studios in in Vegas like we did last year. So. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Ooh, Zany socks has a point. That'd just be embarrassing to get choked out by a puppet. Yeah, for sure. So, like, you get choked out by a ninja, you're like, it was a ninja. Right. But if it was Kermit the Frog, what are you going to say? Be like, yeah, bro, the Jim Henson gang just rolled up on me with their soft felt fingers. No, that's weird. So weird. Very weird. All right. Well, now that we have, like, three listeners left... (laughs) <laughs> All right, you, you got any any big updates from Upex World that you want to share? Um, no. Well, yes and no. So we ha- we are going through the Steam process. Um, we are chronicling that journey. So join us each Monday uh, on Upex World Live as we um, kind of chronicle the the journey to Steam and eighty nine million gamers. Uh, that's what we're working on there. Uh, Wednesdays, we do a Web3 Wednesday. So if you haven't checked that out, the last couple weeks we've been talking about news from around the web. Uh, Thursday, we actually had a Twitter space. We're doing a, a Lunch and Learn series in on the Twitters. Uh, so you can catch that on Thursday afternoons at 12 p.m. Central. Uh, this week we discussed user-generated content uh, so if you didn't take a look, it's on Twitter under Upex World. And Fridays we do our eleven eleven uh, epic update. So if you haven't got your bids in yet for eleven eleven, make sure you do 
before the cutoff tomorrow, so you can be entered to win that array piece. Uh, I think that's about it yeah. on the Upex World side. So when I was doing the interview with General Mort, he was teasing missions, that you're going to be able to do missions here hopefully soon in Upland. I mean, that'd be sweet. Not going to lie. I mean, that's we've been we've been talking about again quest missions dailies like whatever it is like you need something. There's no reason like I barely go in to get my daily spark check ins. So hmm. <laughs> choke out a puppet for Apex. Y'all are just, <laughs> y'all, I worry about y'all sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, other than that, I don't have anything else this week. Under an hour and a half, which is a record, looking at the back at the past month. Oh, really? Yeah, we've been going live. No, just, again, stay on your toes, y'all. It's April Fool's. The internet is going to be full of crap. Do not get baited. Yes, to be fair, we don't know um, definitively that the natural disaster thing is an April Fool's joke. Uh, Upland has not told us anything. However, it's not a real thing. Like, I, I just can't. I just can't see it being a real thing. Damaging the the amount of spark or any of that. Definitely, it would zero percent chance they would implement something that damaged buildings. Zero percent chance. And, and I'll say it here right now. If they implement something that damages buildings, like, that then need to be repaired, I'm out. Like, that's that's a deal breaker to me. Like, I don't need I don't need that hassle in my life. Right. Ka-chow. <laughs> show, yeah, that's exactly it. We're like, oh, ka-chow's here? Ugh. Gotta end the show. End the show. But he's an OG podcast listener. He was no, one I'm of the kidding. first contest winners. He won I Alamo Square property. I love Kachow. Now that I would like saying his name. Kachow. 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 Now that would even be better. April first, natural disaster today. You log into Upland and everything's just leveled. Now, again though, again though, if they do that, first of all, that would be sweet, right? They just drop, you know, a giant meteor on, I don't know, pick your favorite neighborhood. Um, <laughs> we all know the one we're thinking about. Um, and it gets destroyed and, and it's glorious, right? And you're like, oh, that was super fun. Um, however, what the, why are you putting development hours towards a one day trick? Like, no, go make actual content. Do not spend any more effort designing this nonsense go and actually do real gamification so if they actually do anything more than just like they did last year of like ha april fools and they actually do anything in the actual game with it it'll be cool i'll be like yeah that was fun but i'll also be kind of annoyed like no go figure out how to give functionality to these freaking buildings do more stuff with cars like stop wasting resources on this nonsense well, it shouldn't take long for them to get a meteorite to drop down on the neighborhood, blow it up, and then they move on and rebuild it in 12 hours. But, yes, definitely there's a lot more functionality we're looking for in everything that you did mention. Yeah, they couldn't do that. Can you imagine? Like, it would be... It would, no. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Anyway. 
everybody, be safe, have fun. We'll see you next week, and we'll see you out there in the metaverse. Ooh, do I play the disaster or just our outro? Oh, play the disaster. All right, play Play the disaster. Cities being flooded. Tornadoes ravishing the lands. Massive hurricanes developing. Volcanic eruptions destroying cities. And meteor showers pounding the upland metaverse. Can Upland survive? That and much more on this week's episode of the Upland Properties Experts Podcast. Stay tuned.